Pastor Andy had the opportunity to celebrate his aunt's birthday. His aunt lives in San Diego, California, lived there for a number of years. And she turned 103 this week. And I have a picture on my phone that he sent, and boy, she doesn't look 93 even. She looks like she's in wonderful shape, enjoying the life that God has given her. And uh, we're glad that, that Andy had the chance to do that. And he's given me the opportunity this morning to present the Word of God and talk about the ministry of shepherding that we have here at the Village Church. Before I get into that, I just wanted to uh, update you on our grandson. Most of you ask me about this almost every time you see me, and it's a wonderful thing because you have ministered to us. You have carried us through the journey with our grandson, and he continues to get stronger each and every day. Um, his right side is still pretty weak, uh, but, but they're working on that. He's, he, his dad, uh, Nathan, went back to work this week, uh, back to school, and that was a wonderful thing. They were glad to see him there, and our, our daughter was able to uh, handle the two boys, uh, four years old and uh, eight months old, by herself. And, uh, and so uh, following... Uh, Brett's surgery less than two months ago, uh, his brain surgery, he is just improving each and every day. There's a road uh, before him that we know we'll have to travel, but we're so thankful for your prayers. You have carried us, you have carried our family, and uh, God has used this in some pretty amazing ways, and so thank you for doing that. And so as we, we look at shepherding this morning, I'm going to put a section of Scripture up on the screen, and I want to look at it together. And Peter, one of the primary leaders of the apostles after Jesus left, primary leaders in the early church, as he, as he writes to the church uh, his epistles, in the first epistle, chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, we read these words. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow, fellow elder and witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. So a few years ago, uh, the elders began a discussion about this particular text of Scripture and sort of asked the question, does what Peter is saying apply to the village church? You know, we have the opportunity as human beings to, to look at God's Word, and, and how we respond to, word, uh, respond to His Word is oftentimes, you know, one of the things that, we're, that we want to know from God. God, what do you want me to do? And, and He speaks to us through His Word and, and gives us principles to live by, commands that He wants us to be obedient to you. And so we, we look at verse 2 
uh, of this section right here. And, and Peter said, elders, to the elders among you, to the, to the leaders in your church, um, be shepherds of God's flock that is, that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be. And so it became pretty apparent to the elders here that we needed to intentionally shepherd the flock that God has as a part of this village church. And so we began a journey of, of, of looking at shepherding. And, and that journey doesn't just come from this one text of Scripture. All throughout Scripture, this idea of shepherd and sheep is, is used over and over again by the Holy Spirit and the writers of Scripture to describe the relationship that we have with God and the relationship that we have within His church. You know, for example, when Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, uh, as he went through the towns and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease, and Matthew writes, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus connects that, that metaphor of, of people being sheep and sheep need to be led. They need to have others involved in their life in order to be successful sheep, in order to make it through the lives that God has given each one of us to live here on this earth. And even way much further back than that, in the book of Genesis, chapter 48, verse 15, as Jacob was blessing his children there on his on his bed as he was preparing to leave this earth and go into the presence of the Lord, he finally blessed each one of his sons and finally reached Joseph. And, and then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, May he pour out his blessing on you and your sons and their posterity. My God, who has been my shepherd all the days of my life to this very day. And so that picture we have of, of sheep and shepherd is one that we find over and over again in Scripture. Psalm 95, verses 6 and 7. The psalmist writes, Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker, because He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. And then Karen earlier in the service read Psalm 23, that wonderful psalm which reminds us that we are God's sheep, but we have the great shepherd leading and guiding and protecting and enabling us to, to, to live here on this earth. And that Psalm 23 re really isn't about sheep as much as it's about our shepherd. He is our shepherd, and so we lack nothing. He makes us lie down. He leads us beside quiet waters. He refreshes our soul. He guides us along the right paths. Uh, his rod and thy staff, they bring comfort. He prepares a table. He anoints our heads with oil. Surely his goodness and love follow us all the days of our lives. And he has pre 
prepared that eternal place for us to live. That's our good shepherd. And so this idea of sheep and shepherd we find all throughout Scripture. And then the second Scripture that, that Karen read when Jesus reminded us that he is the good shepherd, that it, he takes the responsibility just as the, the Lord did in Psalm 23. He takes the responsibility to lay down his life for the sheep and to protect us and to, to guide our steps. And so we're reminded that the picture most often that we see in Scripture of our relationship to God could be that of sheep looking at for a shepherd, a sheep, a sheep needing a shepherd, understanding that without a shepherd, we're not going to be able to, to survive. We're not going to be able to, to make it as we travel the journey that God has us on here on this earth. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, the author of Hebrews writes, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. And so just as Jesus said that he is the good shepherd leading us, he has given us leaders in the church to continue that role of shepherding today. And that's where Peter went in that text. Elders of the church, spiritual leaders of the church, take seriously the responsibility that you have to shepherd the flock of Christ. And so four years ago, the elders decided that, that we needed to begin this shepherding ministry and, and so, uh, after working through a book together and at the beginning of each one of the elders' meetings that year, uh, we decided to put a plan in works to do this. And what approach were we going to take? Well, it, we, we decided to, to not do what maybe many of you have experienced in the past, where everybody in the church was divided up according to your last name. And depending on how many people you had on the church, each elder, you know, if there were four elders, you were in trouble, and it was a good-sized church, because you were given a list of 40 or 50 people, you know, whose names began with A and ended with D, and, you know, the next E be ending with G or something like that. We decided to not do, that would be so easy to do it that way, but we decided that that really isn't a way to build a program that we'd like to have succeed and build a program that, that um, would work in our setting right here. So we said the number one thing that we wanted to do is we want to build on existing relationships that each one of the elders and not only our governing elders but our regular elders who we now call shepherding elders since that's their primary responsibility, each one of the elders was asked to, to give us a list of of members of our church who you already have a relationship with. And the shepherding uh, leadership team took that list together and spent a better part of a couple of months uh, uh, making a uh, shepherding uh, list for each one of the elders, trying to take uh, into account the people that they said they already had a relationship with. And then we first began with members of the church. 
and, and said, we don't, we don't need to get everybody involved. You know, there are more people that are a part of our church who aren't members than are. But that doesn't mean that we treat anybody differently. Uh, but we had to start somewhere and keep, it, keep the, the group uh, at a reasonable size so that we can begin this in the right way. And so just members were assigned to, eat, assigned to each one of the elders. And uh, the groups were put together in that way. And uh, the shepherding ministry began. And uh, so certainly since then, as we've added elders and as, as more people have joined the church and as we've invited regular attenders to, a, to participate in the shepherding ministry, we've had to go beyond that relationship piece. And then we looked at court proximity. Many of you, most of you live here on campus and you live in a court. And so we, we tried to keep sheep together, making it easier for the shepherd. If you were a part of a, of, a, of a singular court or if you were in the same area as some other courts, just trying to think through some unique things that we have in our community to make sure that shepherding would work. The goal the words that we put together in order to say that this is what we're trying to accomplish at, as shepherding at the Village Church is the purpose of our shepherding program is to provide elder support, encouragement, and assistance to those associated with the Village Church as part of our mission of forgiveness, purpose, and hope. And so we asked each one of the elders to connect with their sheep. And on a regular basis in order to pray for them, in order to build relationships with them. For any of you that have been involved in farming before, serious farming, or even the, the not-so-serious farming, and you've had a few animals, you know, you know how we humans can get connected even to animals. In fact, what did Jesus say? The shepherd knows the sheep by name. And in the same way, we've said to our shepherds, shepherds, it begins by getting to know your individual sheep. If you already have a relationship with them, that's why we started in that direction, so that you already have that piece down and you can build on that relationship you have already. But if you don't know who they are, begin to develop a relationship with them. Begin to to engage with them so that you remember their name. Our names are so important. And so, and so we uh, challenged our elders to, to begin on a regular basis to pray for their sheep and to build a relationship with them. And so how does that happen in our setting? A great question. It would have been real easy for us to say, okay, once a month, Make sure you call them. Every two months, make sure that you talk to them face-to-face. -face. You know, every three... No, we didn't, we, you know. Then you would be checking off... Oh, I got to get it done. We, you know, check off a box. This is all about relationships. It's all about treating one another as family. It's all about truly caring for one another. And so we, again, sort of taking the more difficult path, gave our shepherds flexibility in the way in which they connect with their sheep. We're not going to tell you how to do it. One size doesn't fit all, we believe, in our context. 
And so we, sh- we said, Shepherd, you're, you're a leader. You're, you're one of the elders of the church. Put your thinking cap on, connect with your people, and then figure out the best way to, to continue to build with that connection that you're making right there. Some have used small groups, either, either a part of their, uh, sh- the number of shepherds or a number of sheep that they have in their group gathering with a smaller group, or even gathering all of their sheep together, which is one way of doing it. Some have used one-on-one meetings. Some primarily use the phone and email to connect with their sheep. And others even use random interactions. Boy, I saw that person at church, and when I saw them, boom, I had a conversation with them to check with them to see how they're doing. Or I was walking around the island, and I saw them, and so we stopped and chatted for a while. Those random divine connections that we could have with one another to build that, the, that relationship. But we, feel, we felt we needed to be intentional. We needed to make sure that we were being obedient to what God had called us to do. And so some could say in our context, well, wait a second. Aren't there lots of ways that people can get connected and ministered to here in our community and in our church? Why do something called shepherding? Well, first of all, as we read in Scripture, it's pretty clear that God wants us to do what Scripture tells us to do. He gives us freedom in the way in which we do that, but there should be some way, if an elder, as that that passage said, is going to stand before God as one held accountable for his ministry in the church. You know, we need to make sure that we're uh, accomplishing that. And so it it wasn't the issue of of, uh, whether we do it or not and are there other things that that are accomplishing that or not. We said, are the elders shepherding the flock that God has here? And so when we put shepherding in place, we didn't say to any ministry or any person, stop doing what you're doing. In fact, isn't it true that that multiple layers of connections that, that we have in our lives are good things. That if, if we're a part of this group and, and, uh, and they, they, you know, we have relationships built there and we're connecting with, with each other and it could be a, a CLS class that we have, it could be in one of our small groups, it could be in other ministries that we have here at the church. Um, you know, it, it's wonderful to, to build on those connections and to provide another layer, an intentional layer, so that we're accomplishing this whole idea of, of shepherding. And so at a church in our size, multiple connections are necessary in order to make sure that our sheep are well cared for. So we've learned some lessons in doing this for a few years now. And We were so blessed when we moved uh, in March of 2020. Remember March of 2020? You know, March 1 through 7 or 8, it was just like it's always been. And then that weekend, the second weekend of March, and the world changed, and it still continues to, to be changed by the by this uh, coronavirus and the response to it and the, the choices that are, that are being made by people. And you know all of the things that are going on right now. But we, as a church leadership, were so blessed to already have 
shepherding in place so that now it, it, they weren't meeting because, you know, meeting was, was not something that was, we were supposed to be doing for a while. So it required much more creativity on the, on the, she, point, the part of shepherds in order to, to keep up those connections. But still, the, the opportunity and the ability was there and the, the design was already in place to continue to care for one another. So what have we learned? we've learned that some, some sheep choose not to participate. We're Americans. We've been given the Declaration of Independence, and we value that strongly. I'm just having a little bit of a laugh with you right there. But, but we recognize, and, and you've shared this in a gentle way, that some of you in the past have had shepherding experiences that you'd rather forget than remember, but you can't forget them because they weren't healthy. They weren't a biblical relationship that, that the Holy Spirit was a part of. And, and they've pushed back and we've said, that's okay. That's okay. You're still a part of what's going on. You're still a part of, of what God is doing here. But, but, but if you've chosen to make that decision not to participate with a shepherd, we've said that's fine. We, we've learned that. We're not pushing anybody out. Uh, there's no shepherd mandate here at the Village Church. Be careful. Sometimes, we've learned this as well, the sheep and the shepherd connection doesn't work. Imagine that. You know, Pastor, you know, could you help me find another, sh another shepherd? Certainly we can do that. Certainly we can help you find someone that you connect better with. Remember, we're family, and we're trying to accomplish what God has given us to accomplish the way in which the body of Christ can care for one another. And so we've allowed people to, to make a change that way. Uh, you know, if a particular shepherd that they're assigned isn't the right one, we'll help them find a different shepherd. We've also found out that shepherds need to be encouraged. That it's very easy for a shepherd to think, wow, this is hard work. You know, I mean, my, my sheep, you know, sometimes they have time for me and sometimes they don't. Sometimes some people are, you know, when I call them up or when I connect with them, I know I better give them an hour because that usually is what it takes. And others, how's everything? Fine. <laughs> you know, and, and did, I, did I call them two weeks ago and their response was fine? And so we found that our shepherds need to be encouraged. And who can best encourage shepherds? The sheep. Imagine sheep responding to their shepherd. I mean, after the Apostle Peter writes that, that section that we looked at uh, in 1 Peter 5.5, 5, the next, 5 verses 1 through 5, the next few verses say this, in the same way, after talking about elders shepherd the flock of Christ in the same way you who are younger submit yourself to your elders or you who are sheep you who are under the authority of an elder 
Submit to them. All of you, all of you, sheep and shepherds, clothe yourself with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. God's wa God wants to have good shepherds and good sheep. We, in order to do that, we both have responsibilities. And so, sheep, if you want your shepherd to be praying for you, pray for your shepherd. Pray that God would encourage them. Pray that God would help them through things that they might be going through. Even ask the question, shepherd, how can I pray for you? And that would, that would encourage the shepherds. I mean, to, to find opportunities. Rather than waiting for the shepherd to call, call the shepherd. Connect, connect with the shepherd. And that would encourage them as well. Because it really is designed to be a two-way street where both sheep and shepherd benefit and see the hand of God at work bringing us together. Are any of our shepherds perfect? Well, you know the answer to that one, right? No perfect shepherds, just like no perfect husbands, no perfect wives, no perfect choir, one perfect choir director, but that, no, 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 just Marianne said to say that, but I'm just, we're all imperfect. We're all trying to allow the Spirit of God to change us and continue to help us to grow in our relationship with Him? Do we fall short, sometimes missing an opportunity to connect and encourage as a shepherd? Yes. Can we do better? Absolutely. And we're always working to make adjustments to the shepherding program, to, to keep it vital, to keep it uh, energized. And by God's grace, we'll be able to do that. But, but if, as a sheep, if you're a part of the shepherding program, and, and uh, as a sheep, if there's something that you are, are just wrestling with, you can talk to me or the other, those that serve on the shepherding leadership team. Joe was up here before Joe Williamson, Peter Dice, and Bob Barger are, are a part of a team that gives leadership to this. Talk to any one of us or just send an email to the church office and, and they'll get it to us. We'd love to have a conversation, and I've had a few of these even via email, helping everyone to understand what shepherding is all about. Um, and, then, and then some of you are saying, well, wait a second, I became a member two or three weeks ago and I haven't been assigned a shepherd yet. That's right, because sometimes logistically uh, it's, not, it's not the right time and we're asking you to be patient because we have new shepherds that are joining the team at our annual meeting in February, the first Sunday night in February is our annual meeting. And so we'll be electing new shepherds that will be a part of our ministry. And so we want to give them sheep that are already a part of the ministry and uh, as now members of the church. And if I'm a regular attender, can I participate in shepherding, even if I'm only here as a snowbird? Absolutely. Let us know. And just let me know, or you can call the church office or any one of the shepherding leadership team or shoot us an email, and we'll assign you to a shepherd. And, and maybe even you already know a shepherd that you'd like to be assigned to. You can even go that far, and we'll try and accommodate that, you know, as long as that shepherd is willing. But we want as many people in our church participating in shepherding. Why? Because it makes us feel good? No. 
because it's pleasing to God. It's the picture that he's given to us in the way in which a church should effectively care for one another. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. Tonight in our evening service at 6 o'clock, we're going to have five shepherds that up on the stage right here talking about shepherding, talking about their experiences, sharing the blessings they received, sharing the challenges that, that it's been, sharing how they think shepherding might, might really enable us to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish here at the Village Church. So, you've all finished Shepherding 101, and we did it in one morning. You know, those of you that have gone to college, you start out in your 100-level courses. You've passed the 100-level course by your attendance and keeping your eyes opening, open. Shepherding is so vital to what we're doing here, caring for one another. We're thankful for the shepherds that God has given us, and we look forward to the new shepherds that will be coming on. And we just want as many sheep as possible to participate and feel like they're being shepherded in a way that brings glory to God and helps them to keep their eyes, helps you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing in our midst, Lord. We know that... Uh, it can be a challenge sometimes to really care for one another, uh, both from being open and sharing the, the, um, the ups and downs that are a part of all of our lives, Lord, or whether it's just taking the opportunity to, to participate and to, to stay on top of things and to, to be always be praying for one another. We ask for your help. We ask for your strength. We ask for your guidance to do this and to do this well, Lord. We want our church to be a, a model, maybe even to other churches, Lord, on how to effectively shepherd your flock. You've given us that responsibility. You've commanded us to do that, Lord. And we know that whatever you call us to be responsible for, we will have your strength to do that. So help us, Lord, in our time of need. Strengthen us to care for one another the way that you care for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for being the good shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen.